in the year 2017. Two complete strangers with flex time on their hands meet at a Simpsons trivia night outside of Boston. Together with their powers, they created the Frosted Side Podcast. Their mission? These two hosts join forces with a guest to review an episode of their favorite cartoon, as well as a cereal chosen by the guests themselves, and eat it on air. Radical! Their mission as listener is simple. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the TV, but not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side with the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Lindquist. Dave, a rare daytime recording. Absolutely, a lunchtime recording here on the frosted side. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, these these are getting a little few and far between, and we might be uh, a little limited coming up with the uh, baby on the way Even on my more end. So. So, yeah. Well, so. you get the little one any day now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do do October second. Uh, but behind the curtain here, we're we're at, uh, recording this on September twenty first. So he's he's right. getting close. He's getting close. He's getting close to entering this illustrious society of ours. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm also relishing whatever long longish sleeps I can get during this. I remember that, those first three months with Lucy, and it was like, you'd be lucky if you get like a three and a half hour stretch at any given point. Well, just remember, it's the second kid, so you're going to know what to do a lot better than before. The first kid is like, what do I do? How do I change a diaper? And then the second, you and Jess, uh, Jess are going to be like, eh, we got this with one arm. Yeah, that's my hope. It's The only thing is going to be juggling them we, you know, when we've got them both at the same time. We well, don't want to physically yeah. juggle them because uh, I don't know, it could be they're fun. only two kids, and then you've got the cats. So, I mean, if you're going to make sure you know they don't land in the wrong place yeah and i mean juggling with two things in the air just isn't impressive you need at least three so you need three huh? i'm reminded i don't know if you ever watched monk did you ever what with tony uh, i saw like a handful of episodes of it but yeah there was an episode where they were at the the carnival and Tony Shalhoub is a monk is so afraid to throw a ball to the juggler and the juggler juggler's like yep I got this and he's juggling all these things and of course monk throws um the ball and the juggler drops everything sure enough <laughs> but um, I wouldn't recommend it if you're a parent out there we don't not recommend juggling <laughs> no, no child juggling in the air yeah and they might stick to the ceiling or they might drop to the ground and then you have some explaining to do. <laughs> Speaking of explaining, we've got Steven Seagal on the minds of lots of people. Just me. <laughs> no, I've been I, going through. A, go ahead. Yeah, you you uh, you mentioned um, a podcast that it came up in, and I, I heard I've heard like three or four different people bring this specific podcast up. I'm going to have to take a listen. It's just being like the most entertaining, well, not even entertaining, like interesting thing ever. And people are just talking about how much they hate this guy. So it's uh, this is actually kind of well, timely for an old show. Yeah, he's the he's somebody that we could all agree is a piece of shit. We can get into politics and whatever. You might be a Republican, Democrat. You might be central left you might be far left green but doesn't matter you hate steven seagal because he is such a piece of shit and we can go down the career mishaps of steven seagal all we want um but he also has a cartoon 
Ken McIntyre. Check him out. Thank you very much, Ken McIntyre. Like and subscribe to Ken McIntyre on YouTube. He's the one that got us here today. The Steven Seagal Show, Adobe Flash. Oh my god, man. I, I had not seen this thing. And yeah, or originally created in Flash, I think around 2001 or so. And then the mm -hmm. videos were uploaded to YouTube. I forget the exact year. Maybe 10 years or so later. 2011, yep. 2012, somewhere uh, around 2011 there. sounds right, yeah. I was uh, watching just one day, and it, they're only like two minutes. Uh, I, we watched a couple episodes, and we're going to review those today because they're, they're only two and a half to three minutes, and they're pretty simple. It's Steven Seagal and his storied career from being a jujitsu guru, uh, hard to kill, under siege, and then, of course, working for the Kremlin and... Uh, and then uh, running down a chicken coop, killing a dog uh, while being deputy sheriff for Sheriff Joe Arpaio in Maricopa County. Oh, yeah, he's he's a wonderful gem of a human being. It, oh, oh, I forgot to bring up his blues career. We got to talk about oh, his uh, attempt. Calls for all appropriation right there. Well, I mean, he's he's got a heck of a lot of like doses of little bits of cultural appropriation, even in the, the earliest of his action movies here and there. Like, oh, when he was... Oh, no, we haven't even gotten into the time he was sheriff of uh, this... Uh, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, or Baton Rouge, or someplace down in Nolens, there was an A and E show where he's going down to be a deputy sheriff because you know, that's what you do. He's not an actual sheriff because I don't think he passed the actual test. So I think somebody appointed him deputy sheriff, and then he decided I'm going to go along ride-alongs and. He sucks at that too. Uh, one time they're going to the report, uh, the police are going to a report of a, of a drug deal gone bad. And Steven Seagal's like, oh, you got to turn here. And then the sheriff's like, no, no, Steve, please shut the fuck up. I got this. And then they get there and Steven Seagal is talking to the suspects because the suspects are black. And Steven Seagal's doing this Cajun oh, black no. cre Creole oh. voice. Yes, he is. Oh, and, he, and he does it for every type of city that he's in. You got to give the guy credit. And he honors the people in their native tongue. This is making me want to see that exact same show, but with Deputy Shaq in it, with, with, with his days doing that kind of like law enforcement, like sheriff's deputy type stuff. Like, I still want to see a show with Shaq and the general. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was a fun episode. Uh, we were watching NFL football, uh, Patriots and the Jets, and uh, there was uh, Papa John's ad because Papa John's hired Shaquille O'Neal after that whole John Shatler, the the racist piece of shit. Uh, so they're doing a mea culpa with that. But he called it a shakaroni, the pizza, pepperoni, shakaroni. And I, I think he might I, even yeah, own a few franchise locations or something. I, I, I may have. That I'm wrong, sure but. he does. Oh, I'm sure he does. But back to Steven Seagal. Um, when I was a kid, I watched his films on pay-per-view without the knowledge of my parents. But I watched Under Siege. It wasn't a bad movie. I, I didn't think he was a bad actor until people started shitting on him. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air said a shat on him first, and then Mad TV, the Steven Seagal show, where he's tr attempting to fly, and he wants to do his own goddamn scene, so he's just, like, flapping his arms <laughs> because he doesn't need a safety coordinator, or he's just kicking ass of everybody who won't vote for Lieberman. You need to vote for Lieberman because he's Jewish. <laughs> and then he talks to a woman, what kind of sandwich would America be if America were a sandwich? <laughs> and she's like, what? What kind of sandwich would America be if America were a sandwich? <laughs> and then she's like, I'm Monte Crisco. <laughs> and then he's like, okay. 
And he and he like he was married to his first wife in Japan, and then while she he was married to her, he cheated on somebody else. So he was married twice. So he had himself two babes, Dave Linkwist. Oh, man, and he yeah, and then the third one. Oh yeah, and they all have wonderful wonderful things to say about the man. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I, oh, yeah. absolutely sure. Oh, he was i mean even at that point with the action movies of the like late 80s early 90s i feel like he was considered like kind of bottom tier but i mean the perfect the perfect person for like i don't, I don't know about you dave but this like just brought me back to those early like flash cartoons i was like oh yeah i had like kind of forgot this was a thing like i i remembered like you know, we talk about how we've got the nostalgia for like Saturday morning cartoons as a child. This sent me yep. back. I was uh, I was a freshman in high school in 2001, which I think is when this cartoon was from. And you're that, a freshman in high school in 2001. Freshman in college. You're sorry. Dating, yeah, yeah. I was going to say you yeah. are dating yourself. I'm, I'm man. aging I'm myself up here. Yeah. I'm freshman saying, in college. I see what so, you're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. So, I was, so yeah, right. So I was sitting uh, sitting. In I would have been older than you, it, right? Oh God! Uh, just watching these Flash cartoons, but they're they're so specific to that era. Like it just sends me back to yeah, freshman year in college, like sitting in my dorm room, like watching these stupid cartoons. Like this is the time of like Homestar Runner or uh, oh yeah, those like oh, uh, the the GI Joe PSA redubs, like Pork Chop Sandwiches mm-hmm. is, is I think the big one. And uh, yeah. there, there are just so many around that time period that like I, I don't know if it's like suppressed memories or hazy memories. Like I said, freshman in college, but man, I, I miss this one. Memories. Why I would you want to suppress one? those? Yeah, right. You wouldn't want to suppress those memories. Those are good times. Uh, I remember watching the Critic reboot with uh, John Lovitz as Jay Sherman. They came back on on Adobe Shock, believe it or not, around 2001, and it, it was uh, pretty much the same concept, but like like five minute shorts of the Critic. I don't remember and... those at all. I love the show. Oh, I'll have to go. Oh, you got to go down. online. They're yeah. there. Yeah, they're That's they're awesome. they're a little different. Um, they obviously tried to reboot that series, but without some of the main characters, um, the actors playing them, the, it probably wouldn't work today. But uh, it was it was kind of low key um, rebooted in 2001 through Adobe Shock, uh, but it's still online. You can go check it out, the critic. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That that really revolutionized everything. It kind of looks so archaic nowadays, but. At, at the time or in our minds it was it was actually pretty revolutionary well we're talking like pre-youtube but like the yes. very earliest days of like people regularly having high-speed connections and even being able <laughs> to watch something like that versus you know spending 10-15 minutes like downloading a five-second video so it, it's like such a picture of its time yeah. mm, i know it's hard to believe that aim was aim was still the thing that we all used back in that time period i remember using that all the way up i think until 2010 i don't know yeah. why i lasted that long but uh i i used it for work and up until that point in my in my radio career to talk to the hosts when i was doing my producing but yeah aim it wasn't that long ago but it feels so long ago and i'm like stop making me feel more older than i need to be but, yeah right so did you do you remember this from like its flash days or from when it was re-released or did you just stumble across this because you were in like Are you talking about the critic or the steven seagal show no i actually just put it in uh youtube because uh i was listening to a couple podcasts uh about 
YouTube, I think Behind the Bastards did a great job, and I, I'm kind of late to the party on that one, but they completely shat on Steven Seagal. Come Town is another one where they just totally shit on Steven Seagal's movies, and I think it all started one day in my feed where uh, a Catatonics Youths, or, or whatever the name of that Facebook group is, uh, Catatonic Youths, it's kind of like a Gen X punk rock uh, parody uh, page on Facebook where they just cut down the 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 <laughs> these these horrible 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 artists. I mean, yeah. new metal rap, and finally they they uh, cut up Steven Seagal trying to sing blues. Um, because he's a blues guitarist and probably one of the greatest of all time. He's got this <laughs> giant thumb. Him and Lil Wayne can do can battle it out for guitar solos. <laughs> oh, it's and then I just started rolling in the aisles, and then I just went down a rabbit hole from there. Finally, said to myself, this guy has to be one of the shittiest individuals of all time. <laughs> and I love the comments too. Somebody said, "Oh, this video gave me gout." <laughs> What's on Austin City Limits tonight? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, oh! You're just jealous because I have your baby sister and a babysitter. Ironically, Steven Seagal had some accusations made against him by some uh, women on the set of several of his films. Oh, shocking! Uh, I, no, not <laughs> yeah, major shock right there. So that is how I was just bored one day, came up in my feed, and that's why we're here today. It's it's so good. I it it's it's definitely a picture of its time. Like the the level of gore, I can I'm like oh I can picture being like shocked by this and finding this like particularly hysterical because of the gore element of it. Maybe like twenty years ago when it came out or whatever. Like still funny the way they put it together now. But it was like oh yeah, this is like early internet type stuff. And like I but, I would but, have been obsessed with this at the time. Yeah, like I said, you were probably a little more into the flashes. Uh, opposed to me i mean i watched it i mean i thought it was great but uh i just kind of stumbled upon this recently and i said to you we got to review this and this is just we we have to we still have to do this because i'm just i'm rolling i'm rolling dude we got i just <laughs> i was rolling in the aisle man uh steven seagal shitting uh, shitting on steven seagal steven seagal's show ken mcintyre great job written voice produced directed by ken mcintyre on adobe flash so we start off with steven seagal he's walking on the street and he's just walking because he's steven seagal he he runs this town and there's steven and he sees a man at a bus stop and it's this kind old man and the old man stops steven and says excuse me but do you know what time it is and Steven Seagal, lacking basic human social skills, punches the guy through the head and looks at his watch, and the guy's dead. And Steven goes, it's 4.05. Well, and he's but, just walking with the guy. in that, like, super whispery Seagal impression kind of voice. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's it's 4.05. <laughs> It's, it was oh, a good impression. You, you, you wanted to like, come on. Let's do no, no. I can't. I, I can't do it. You, you do. You do well. I'm just talking. Like this video has him down. Like, like the mannerisms. Like for fairly. Okay, so like, we're not doing dueling Steven yeah, Seagal. I can't do it. Right. No, you win. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no! Come on. It's not a contest. It's four o'clock. Hey, it's four o five. There is a little Keanu right. to yours. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's 405 
Uh, so he's walking with the guy's skull in his arm, and he's bleeding. And of course, uh, he's walking past Sylvester Stallone because Stallone's in this neighborhood. Why the fuck not? And he's doing his, hey, Steven, how's he guy doing? And then Steven Seagal just stares at him, doesn't stay high. He's got the guy in his fucking arm, and Steven Seagal, uh, Steven Seagal's just staring, and Stallone's like, yo, Steven, they got a guy in on your arm. He's got a guy in your arm. And then Steven Seagal's like, huh? You got a guy in your arm. And then Steven Seagal just walks away, and, and Stallone's <laughs> Goes like, about oh, this day. just trying to, just to have a nice day, just trying to help a friend out. And then he goes home, watches the news. Of course, everything's Russian, Russian, Russian state television, and st- and hard to kill under siege. And then uh, the news comes on. The police are searching for a missing man, and Steven Seagal turns off the TV. He's got the guy still in his fucking arm. He's got the guy in his fucking arm. Just attached. Just, he's been carrying just a his forearm all the day. The fist through his skull and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so and then so finally, he starts sniffing. He starts sniffing like, huh, what could that be? Looks down. I, I think there are flies starting to appear on the head. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah peel, peel, peels the dead man's head off of his arm. And uh, there there you have it. Nice little two and a half, three minute cartoon. Just oh, like. And then episode two, he goes to the uh, um, like a fast food restaurant. And he's like, I want to return this because there's onions on my on my sandwich. And then the the kid at the the the, the cashier is like, Well, sir, I can't refund you because you've got <laughs> you've already ate the onions. You've already <laughs> ate the sandwich. <laughs> you've eaten the majority of the sandwich, and also there are no onions left on what you're trying. Your there are also no onions left, right? <laughs> Oh, so that, I mean, that's pretty much, we just reviewed that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And then, then he proceeds to maul everyone in the uh, restaurant and like creative. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, well, that's, you know, because that's what happens when Steven's calls in town. I, I like uh, the, uh, the, the nerdy kid comes up and hits him over the head with a chair and he just turns around. He's like, apologizes, apologizes. He's like, it's okay, friend. And just hands him the gun to kill himself with. He's like, thank you, Mr. Oh, yeah, Skull. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! I think there are more episodes. Yeah, there's. Uh, I if caught, you have some time. I caught another one. There's an outtakes episode for that first episode, which is there was uh, outtakes yeah, for very, that. Very funny. Oh like, my god! Like he keeps Here's accidentally knocking the old man Steve over. Steve Seagal yeah. just killing everybody yeah. with zero social skills in any which way, shape, or form. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. <laughs> this was fun, and yeah, this is a great one because it's just up on YouTube. Because you know, whatever it's parody satire, so we'll link to it in our social posts for this if people haven't seen it. Like, you know, it's two Absolutely. minutes of your time, but uh, I, I think our listeners will enjoy it. Does Steven Seagal have his own cereal yet? Because we gotta, we oh gotta talk to the Kremlin about that. That, we that gotta, seems we gotta like it should have been a thing. Here, let me. I'm gonna actually Google while we're on air with that one because I, I feel like it should be a thing. Steven Seagal cereal. Steven Seagal cereal commercial. Steven Seagal cereal box. Steven (laughs) The first hit is a Reddit post titled Steven Seagal eats his cereal with a fork and a steak knife, which... (laughs) What? Come on! uh, Probably not true, but I can see it. Instead of milk, we pour vodka in. (laughs) 
vodka, Russian spring water in cereal. Just the yeah. way the KGB do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. I'm not, like, I'm not like, seeing That's anything. what he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This guy, I, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's not in on, a, on the joke. This guy is legit. And, oh, oh, Saturday Night Live. Come on. We, we've, we're not talking about Steven Seagal without talking about SNL. Because that, I think I've also contributed to my recent rabbit hole. Because, uh, you know, I love going down SNL skits from the early 90s. I've been on an Adam Sandler kick as of recently. And by the way, as the at the time we were recording this, we got to give a shout out to uh, Norm MacDonald, rest in power, uh, dirty work, Turd Ferguson. Oh, I just screamed at, at my phone when it came up. Oh, I screamed. I was I, like, no! I, I don't think I realized I was like as much of a fan of his comedy as I was. Like that was one of those ones like it hit more than I would have thought it would. Like, oh, it does. Yeah. Uh, just like he's so like just in on the joke you know like when people weren't laughing at him like he he didn't care like if the joke died in the room because it's like people are gonna get this somewhere else if you don't he was able to walk a fine line between not a a, a, like the people who get offended are gonna get offended and they're gonna speak out and they're gonna call you out and those who are like fuck your feelings they're gonna defend you he was able to walk that line between the people who might be a little you know triggered sensitive and the people who are like yeah i'm a i'm a major asshole because in comedy you know they're gonna be people who are gonna be hurt but he was able to walk that line between being offensive and just being funny and i i don't think i've ever seen a comic in my lifetime walk that line so perfectly other than norm mcdonald um be, uh, my favorite in, in Ad, um billy madison i was watching uh, when he was uh, <laughs> uh he was at billy's birthday party for graduation hey you want to get the donkey all fucked up with beer and, <laughs> and billy's like eh, maybe later and then he's like, okay, I'll go get the keg. <laughs> the, one of the best lines ever. So back to um, SNL. So, of course, my, I was watching the Free Range Chickens video uh, with Adam Sandler as Axl Rose and uh, the late, great Jan Hooks as Diana Ross. Um, and I was just laughing. And then I, I go into the comments because that's that's what I do. I go into the comments and I read. I sometimes comment oh, if, yeah. if there's something that, you know, makes <laughs> makes me want to just do do. Um, but no, I go in and there's uh, there's somebody who wrote Michael Bolton saved that show from Steven Seagal. Yeah. Steven Seagal was the guest host that week and he was never invited back to SNL. He's one of a few guest hosts who are banned for life. And then I started reading Rob Schneider and David Spade and they said both that both of them said that uh Steven Seagal was never funny. He was taking himself way too seriously. People acted so uncomfortable around him. And so I I went on a YouTube search in the midst of of my rabbit hole and he he turns out that he uh he was kind of a dick and when i say a dick he was able to make farley not laugh and if you're in a skit with chris farley and you can't make him burst through a table then you you've you're obviously doing something wrong <laughs> it's yeah it's weird because it's not even like a playing the straight men thing it's just like he's a wall i uh i actually read something about that one when they put um 
uh, the bulk of SNL on Netflix years later. That was one of those ones they they was on Netflix or uh, it was at some point. Uh, because it was long, on Hulu. But, it's, I know it's on Hulu or Peacock yeah, now. I, I, but... I think it's hopped around. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're I, right. I think this okay. might have even been pre Hulu early on, but it was one of Fair those enough. ones they initially uh, censored, but just because of like the lack of quality of his performance, not because of anything particularly outrageous or that age poorly was just so bad that they removed it but i i I guess uh there's a bit of a following for that episode and people hunting it down like i I guess it's kind of a so bad it's good sort of thing but people will go back and watch that episode because it's considered that notably bad compared to other snl episodes of the era he just in the midst of my rabbit hole there was uh an uh, time he was being interviewed on arsenio and in the early 90s, Arsenio Hall was the shit. And Arsenio's doing his thing. And Arsenio, he can be, he can, he can kill you. He can, you know, he can shit on you. He can make you. I mean, he's kind of a wild guy, but he, he's looking at Steven Seagal. And Steven Seagal is like, all, all, he's got to stick up his ass. And Arsenio's like, oh, well, okay, I'm just going to uh, move on. And I'm, uh, I'm afraid this guy's going to kill me. Uh, it's like, he's the only guy, Steven Seagal, in my opinion, who can, he, who looks like he can kick your ass, but he really can't. Like, you're afraid of him, but he's probably not as tough as you as you think. Because if you watch him, he's doing his jujitsu at, at some performance, at some display, and, and it's exactly how you would imagine Steven Seagal doing jujitsu. Steven Seagal in 2020 with the goatee and the uh, and the glasses, the 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 cool shades. <laughs> Or the 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 oh, whatever man. colored shades he has. <laughs> did, didn't he didn't he pick up the and keep with the uh, the like ominous evil guy goatee, the like dyed jet black kind of yes, ridiculous he did. look yeah. for a while there. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. He still has that actually. I think he had that when he went into that uh, that poor individual's house and killed that person's dog when he was oh, the uh, the Maricopa County Deputy Sheriff with Joe Arpaio. <laughs> <laughs> just awful oh, guy oh yeah no i wonder what accent he used for when he was in maricopa yeah, right. county i hope he didn't try to speak spanish <laughs> i like that we haven't C.S. even gone into how ridiculously this guy dresses c.s goya tiene que ser bueno <laughs> god man. oh man oh man Jackass. he He's really just... is <laughs> Uh, if you ever if you're ever feeling down, you're not Steven Seagal. Just remember that. Yeah, that's, right. That's all you have to remind yourself. You're not Steven Seagal. What kind of sandwich would America be if America were a sandwich? I swear, there's some Keanu there. I like it though. Whoa, whoa okay. <laughs> whoa, like metalheads, dude. <laughs> I mean, that, that could be you know that era too. But, uh, it oh could be. man. So um, yeah, I, I gotta thank you for bringing this one to me, Dave. I, oh I no, anytime. It. N- oh. Nice to have a little bit of levity now. I'm uh, clearly in a ball of stress at the moment with the kid coming any day now. So, got a uh, kick out of this. Speaking of ball of stress, I don't think that kid's ready to come out into this society yet. So he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna, he's just gonna stay in the womb. I'm good. I'm right here. O- I've October's got my, my got, favorite I've, month. Yeah, I, I got my phone. Off. Wallet keys, absolutely. I'm gonna have my pumpkin spice latte in in, in mommy's womb, and then I'm gonna read, and then I've got a little fire here. So I think I'm all set. 
I'm gonna go. You yeah, know, got my apple cider frozen. fermenting out back. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I ain't coming out until something changes. Until people get back, or or Texas is chopped off into the ocean with Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at, at least that's one positive of like having a kid now after being vaccinated. It'll be one of the only kids with actual immunities oh, being born being born with it versus all the you know toddlers and young kids out there who just like can't get anything now. I know it's I I, I feel so bad for any parent these days bringing a kid into the society. Like I love kids, you know. I you know hope to be a dad my, one day myself and. You know, I'm thinking about, but thinking about all the fears, especially now with with a with a dangerous pandemic and and so forth, the, and, and homeschooling, and you know the the when we went to school, things were very different, and and so the you know be, me being a teacher too, seeing how the kids are being raised is is yeah. is a lot different from you know when we were coming up. So trying to get used to being the parent must be the the most difficult transition and adjustment because now you're learning from them you're taking advice and direction i mean it's never never easy you're you know yeah. you're taking advice from from what the kids you know are feeling instead of just you know projecting our advice onto them you know yeah, yeah. well at least we're cool I, I mean that, we're the cooler yeah, generation I'm, okay yeah right I, I gotta say, though, like, I mean, maybe, you know, t taking lemons and making lemonade or whatever, but I've gotten so much more time with my daughter at this young, you know, infant toddler age than I would have otherwise, you know, having to go into the office every day, just being home and even just having those extra hours on either end or having family come and like help watch her out of my house for whatever, like the the amount of total quality time I've got that's been higher. Like certainly like it stinks as far as her, like not really being able to play with little friends or, you know, oh, going know. to a store or whatever, store. but like selfishly, like I, I've gotten some good out of it in that regard, at least, you know, more bonding time and all that. What do you think it's going to be like when this is all over? Because every, eventually everything has to come to an end. And I, I, I hope obviously that this, pandemic COVID-19 comes to an end in some way shape or form but uh with uh, when it started uh, do you remember Dave when the the par uh the parents would have drive-by birthdays where they would put signs yeah. and yeah. birthday balloons out and then people would just honk their horn and then the kids would think oh my god it's uh, somebody's birthday and then when Lucy's out there and then we know the streets yeah. of Boston we got short-tempered assholes and then you know she you know somebody's tooting and she's in traffic and she's like, oh, my God, is somebody's birthday. Is that going to yeah, be her? flashing back to right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. Wow. That's right. That's I'm so number weird. one. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's no, so it, weird. To, but it's weird to think of, like, not remembering a time before, like, masks even or something like that. Just, like, being a thing when you go into stores. Like, right. a kid her age, like, doesn't remember that not being part of everything. Yeah, it, because they're going to be so attached to their parents, too, when they actually go back to school uh then the the schools that don't have the schools that have remote learning and then when they actually have to go out and they actually have to be in the office it's going to be such an interesting adjustment and um you know, i remember my first day i i was crying and i i, don't know, I think i ran and my mom had to go scoop me up uh, my first day of school but when you actually have to be in person that's going to be yeah. brutal because yeah, that's going to be I, yeah, quite the shock to the system 
I know a lot of people going through that right now. And yeah, thankfully we've lucked out in that department, you know, daycare will be at least another six months or so off and, you know, hopefully things rebound a little bit by then. But I mean, that's also a tough thing for kids in general. I think about when I was a kid and I I literally have some memories of this, but my mother would drop me off at like daycare, preschool, I guess, uh, nursery school, it was called at the time. And I would just have a crying fit every day. And eventually got to the point that I had to switch it up. My dad would drop me off. And I wouldn't cry when he would drop me off, which just makes me feel so guilty now as a dad myself. Like, oh, yeah, we'll just have dad bring you. You won't care if he leaves kind of thing. Oh, (laughs) poor guy. I I remember being dropped off at daycare. I think I just sat in the corner all by myself. Like, I didn't want to socialize with anybody. That was just my way of throwing a tantrum. I didn't cry or anything. I was just like, I'll I'll just wait for my mom. I'll just stand right here. Go over here now. I'll just wait for Maybe mommy. some toys. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't even want to play with toys. They tried to get me to play with toys, and I would just go over the corner, and I wouldn't talk or anything. Oh, I bet everybody misses those days when Dave... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, look what you're doing now. <laughs> well, Dave, uh, thank you for taking time out of your lunch break to do this special. Yeah, this was fun, man. On. I like I like the daytime recording. This was This was good. All right. Thank you very much. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, and check us out on tpublic.com. We got Frosted Side merch. Got a couple orders this week from from some from some friends out in Livermore, California. Want to give a shout out to my friend Juana. Thank you so much for your order. Hope you guys are doing well out there. And my neighbor Sharon, who listens to this podcast, and my friends Mary and Karen. Thank you everybody for supporting the podcast. And don't forget to leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts and wherever podcasts are available. Check us out. Thanks, guys.